0: to you. I praise God for you. This is uh, uh, episode six or installment six of our prophecy about 2023 and it's shaping up to be a seven-part series and I love the number seven because it's the number of perfection, the number of completion. Things are complete with the number seven and so uh, just how this is all turning out. We praise God. So we've been talking about a lot of things God is showing us about the future. 2023, the economic downturn, how he, he wants his people to be in Goshen experience the protection of God and the abundance of the spiritual gifts he has for us and spiritual manifestations if you missed any of the famine words please go back and watch them or listen to those on your favorite podcast platform or watch them on YouTube because they're really insightful they're really preparatory for what God is going to be doing in the earth during the the impending economic downturn and the continuing drought and the hardening of the earth and the way that the the skies have been turned to iron and the ground has been turned to bronze. We spent a lot of time in Leviticus 26 talking about the purpose behind the drought and the famine. And that was our most recent episode, episode five, as we prophesy into 2023. So what's prophesying about 2023 today, and we're gonna be talking about leaving and cleaving. This is the heart of God for people in this hour, this time, this year, this entire decade, the Lord shared with me in 2020 is the decade of the mouth where he wants his people to hear his voice What did Jesus say? He says, my sheep know my voice and another they won't follow. Well, we knew and we know even today that's not the case for all people. So what is Jesus saying? He says that's his heart and that's his prophecy. He's prophesying into us that his people will know his voice and another they won't follow. Meaning when the bride has become spotless and pure and wrinkle free, that she before she is presented in her glorious beauty before the world, in her fullness of light and brightness and purity. Before that happens, she will first, glory to God, experience a leaving and a cleaving to the Lord that will require her to to change and look a whole lot different. And that is what God is doing. That is what God is doing in this hour. He's causing us to leave and to cleave. I praise God for you. Let us pray before we go into this word. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray you give us a courage to leave those things behind that don't Uh, honor you those things that are quenching the spirit those things that are causing you to grieve in the spirit those things that we've uh, committed to even joined in covenant with or partnered with or or made agreement with that are not fulfilling the kingdom of God in us You said the kingdom of God is within us And so we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We need to take care of that which you have entrusted to us on the inside You are not concerned about the outward appearance. You are concerned about our hearts, and I pray you dispel any myths about the importance of walking away from wickedness, God, that we'll run from perversion, run from iniquity, run from careers and jobs and professions that are not honoring you, that are actually idolatry in our lives. God, I pray we won't serve the spirit of mammon, but we'll serve the spirit of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I've lived this, and so I know this is the heart of God. I spent 20 years in television news. I was an anchor in Indianapolis most recently back in 2020 is when I left the industry. I've been an investigative reporter, Uh, made good money, built a house. You know, our family was blessed. But the Lord showed me one day that I was serving an idol and I served the God of mammon. He spoke it into my spirit and I immediately gave it all to God and said, listen, it's your money, it's my life, but it's your life first. And I give it all to you. Show me what you want me to do. And he brought me here to do this. Something related to, to the industry of broadcasting, but it's all about the Spirit of the Lord. And so there's a part of us, I think, that always feels that might be what God is doing, but we're afraid to pursue it. We're even afraid to ask people. And people, let's be frank, frank a lot of mentors don't want to advise you to leave your profession because they think it's risky and they don't want to be the one that told you and it didn't work out. I'm going to prophesy to you your hearing now. God is calling a lot of people away from those things that make money. He is. He's calling for you to radically seek Him in Jesus' name. So, let's talk about leaving and cleaving. cleaving. Let's begin in the book of Genesis. We're going to go to the book of Genesis chapter 2. And uh, it says in verse 21, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in his place. And then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said... This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Listen, that is the picture of Jesus. We were brought out of him. And so his desire is to be brought back to us. That that, you know, all things cons- in, 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 uh, in him, all things consist that nothing was made except it was made by Jesus. So we were all born, created, uh, brought into the earth through Christ. And so God wants his bride to be presented back to Christ because we came out of him. We belong to him and he wants us back. But what gets in the way of that? The ways of this world, the material. What does the Bible say? It says that we should be more concerned with the things that are are eternal. Let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians. I didn't plan to go here, but being led to go here, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and we're going to talk about this briefly through the Word of God. Um, where are we, Lord? 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says, therefore, do not lose, we do not lose heart, in verse 16, even though our outward man is perishing, listen to this, your outward man might be perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of what? Glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Jesus even said, lay up not for yourselves treasures on earth, but treasures in heaven. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. He's looking at the immaterial. What is most important? The kingdom is more important than the kingdom of this world. One day, the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our Christ and the Father. But that has not just that has not manifested yet. Amen, somebody. He's laid claim to it, but he hasn't come to get it yet. Amen, somebody. In the meantime, he's trying to get us to divulge ourselves of loving this world. John even wrote, he says, if you love the world, you cannot say you love the Lord. There are areas of your life, I'm not saying you don't love the Lord, but there can be areas of your life where you don't love the Lord more than that. So my challenge can be food. Listen, there are times when the Lord is saying, don't eat that ice cream, and I'm like, man, that's not the Lord, and I'll eat it anyway. So I'm not loving the Lord in that moment. I love the Lord, there's no question. He doesn't question my love for Him, but there are things at times that I will put as a higher priority because my flesh is crying out for that thing, amen? And so we know the flesh profits nothing, says Jesus, amen? Paul says, "...in my flesh dwells no good thing." So I'm not saying don't eat, I'm not saying don't live, but there is a progressive dying of the Lord Jesus that the Lord has set for each of us according to each of our measure of faith. You might not have as much faith as another person, but where your measure is, the Lord is asking you to invest there. What did He say? In the parable of the talents, He gave some five talents, another ten talents, another one talent. And depending on their level, he wanted a similar return. He didn't expect one that had five talents to bring a 10 talent return. He wanted something that was corresponding with what he started with. But there was a uh, accountability and a responsibility that the person had possession of, of their level of talent, putting their effort into it so that they could bring a return to the Lord. The Lord wants you to use your free will to bless him with your free will. He doesn't want you to just sit around and do nothing. He wants you to take what you have from him and say, wow, Lord, I'm giving it back to you. And I'm gonna give it back to you with greater measure because I'm gonna take what you've given me and I'm gonna gonna work the word. I'm gonna put my faith into it. I'm gonna bring souls into the kingdom or I'm gonna build this ministry for your glory. I'm gonna reach the poor for your glory. I'm gonna do things. I'm gonna put my works into action to show my faith, amen? Thank you, Paul, for that scripture. And so if we have our treasures laid up on earth, we're like the the parable of the talents where the guy had the fewest talents and he what? Hid his talent. He was more concerned about what was around him and, and what things looked like. He wasn't thinking about pleasing his father, pleasing the one who gave him the talent, pleasing the one who gave him the what? Resources. And sometimes God will call you to take the resources you have And use them in a place where you wouldn't ordinarily because people have been telling you to use it the way the world would expect you to use it. The world would expect you to be a a professor or the world might expect you to be a police officer. Listen, those things are great. Many people are called to those things and I'm not saying you're not. What I'm saying is there might be a season where the Lord says a time now to leave that thing and go somewhere else. What did he say to Abram? Genesis chapter 12. Abram had been living his life. But in Genesis chapter 12, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram in verse 1, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who curse you, bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. What did he have to do first? Leave. And then what? Cleave. He had to connect and agree and walk with the Lord. That's the calling on your life. That's what 2023 is going to be about for so many people. Not everyone, but so many people. I believe most of the people, if not everyone, who listens to this word, you are seeking him now. You are looking for what God is pulling you toward and unctioning in your spirit to begin to see that is different than anything you've ever experienced. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter 19. And then I'm going to share this dream with you uh, that I believe illustrates exactly what I'm talking about. So (laughs) Matthew chapter 19, I love this. So this is uh, the rich young ruler, and it says, beginning in verse 16, Now, behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? I believe when he asked this question, he kind of knew he already checked all the boxes. He just wanted to hear Jesus say it so he can go about his business and not change anything. That might be you. You just want God to say, man, you're fine where you are. You don't have to change anything. But in verse 17, Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. He said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Well, the young man said to him in verse 20, all these things I have kept from my youth. And then he had enough knowledge and wisdom to say, what do I still lack? This is the question you should be asking when you enter into 2023, as you enter into 2023. Lord, what do I still lack? I'm going to heaven. I've got a measure of joy. I've got a measure of assurance. I read the word. You might be a certain level of of commitment to the Lord. The Lord might be now asking you to ask him, what do you still lack? That's an invitation to the Lord to bring you to another level. Watch this. Jesus talking about another level. In verse 21, Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, come on. Meaning if you want to be complete or if you want to fulfill that which you were born to do, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. We just talked about treasures being in heaven, not on earth. This young man's treasure was on earth. He wanted Jesus to say, hey, it's okay for you to uh, be saved, go to eternal life, and still have everything on this earth, all the possessions you want. That is the prosperity gospel that has perverted the body of Christ in so many circles and so many corners of the body that we literally want storehouses full of things the lord ministered to me i was in a warehouse one day and i'm looking around at all this stuff that's being stored at this particular church and the lord said to me frank this is the state of the body of christ and it broke my heart stuff they can't even use full of stuff that will never be used stuff that's been damaged stuff that they bought for a particular event and they could have donated but kept but that's the body of christ in the western church we love to have we like to build We like to heap possessions. And we think that's literally the blessing of God. But the Lord said, if you freely receive, you should be freely giving. You should be a conduit of the Lord. You should be the flow of the Lord as a minister to the people around you. Receiving and then giving. Receiving and then giving. The Bible says you will reap sparingly if you sow sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. There's a connection between sowing and reaping. You have to sow to get that corresponding level of reaping. And so we, we get stuck at certain levels of reaping because we have a certain level of sowing we're comfortable with and we're not willing to go farther. So this young man wasn't really ready to give up more. And Jesus exposed that said, what you lack is you're not willing to give up anymore. And so the question to you today is what is it God wants you to give up so that you can leave that thing and cleave to Him even tighter? Jesus said in verse 21, if you want to be perfect, this do you want to be perfect? Do you want to be complete? Do you want to be whole? Do you want to fulfill the highest levels of what God has for you? Listen, there are levels. It's all about your measure of faith. Faith is something you walk out. Faith is something that you do. It's the substance of what you can't see. It becomes all that you need. Faith becomes all that you need. You don't need to see it. You just need faith. It is the evidence of, uh, of all things that are not seen. So you don't need to see it in the natural. All you need is faith as evidence. If I can believe it, then I know I can receive it. If I can believe it, I know I can receive it. Mary said, be it unto me as you have said when Gabriel came and announced that she would be, she'd be impregnated by the Holy Spirit. If she had not received that word, Jesus could not have been born. That's why she was chosen because the Lord chose the one she knew, he knew would receive the blessing of the impossible. What is the impossible God wants to release into your life? If you can believe it, you can receive it. But the young man, when he heard that, he went away sorrowful for he had great, what, possessions. Jesus left his possessions, emptied himself, says Philippians 2. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and became as a man. And then endured the cross. Why? So he can receive his inheritance. He had to empty himself. And so as our example, we should take on the heart of Christ and empty ourselves. And there's an emptying that never stops. Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize or the reward of the high calling. So there's there's levels of calling. He was in prison. He's like, look, I'm still running. I'm still pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. I have not yet given my life. And we know Paul did. Until Paul had given his last breath for Christ, he was still pressing. This young man was not there yet. And there's a brokenheartedness over the loss of something in lieu of receiving Christ that all of us have to experience so that we, when we receive Christ and receive the joy that's greater than the joy that we had when we had that thing, we begin to see Christ for who he really is, and that is everything. He wants to be your everything. He wants to be your treasure in heaven. That's the secret to that scripture. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, meaning lay up for yourselves Christ. Because if you have your heart on Christ, he's your treasure. And if he's your treasure, then your heart is with him. He has your heart. He wants your heart. Amen, somebody. Then Jesus said in verse 23, Assuredly, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. What does it say in Matthew 5? It says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Come on. What does that mean? Those who are empty, meaning those who, they don't heap to themselves a whole lot of stuff. They just keep seeking God because they haven't had enough yet. They want more of Him. And again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished, saying, who can then be saved? Even back then, there was an assumption that being blessed in the natural corresponded with being blessed in the spirit. They were like, well, dude, if the people that have all the stuff that must come from obedience, if they can't be saved, if this rich young guy who says he's done everything right, if he's not in the right standing with God, then who can? There was a misappropriation of the truth of God that the blessing has to always be manifest in the natural. When Jesus looked at them, he said to them, With men, this is impossible. With God, all things are possible. And then Peter said this. See we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? And Jesus said, "Surely I say to you that in the gen- in the regeneration when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you have you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel." And then it says in verse 29, "And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and an." Inherit eternal life, but many who are first will be last, and the last first. Put yourself last. Surrender it all. So this is the dream I had. In this dream, I was Spider-Man, and this represents kind of like the supernatural ability the Lord had given me. And I'm inside of this building, and it was an office building, and I saw this man sitting at his desk. He was, you know, doing the same old boring stuff, sitting at a computer, working in his cubicle. And I remember seeing him and wishing that he would recognize what, what was inside of him, what was inside of him. Listen to what I wrote down. I looked down and saw someone in their cubicle. He was sitting at a computer at work wearing a shirt and tie. He reminded me of a former coworker of mine and I made a sound to get their attention and I shot a web, I was Spider-Man in this dream and I disappeared high into the rafters which was my determination to go higher in Christ by the power of faith in the spirit and walking the spirit. This office building was a skyscraper And I wished the man I had made the sign to, or tried to get his attention, I wished he would also be with me. I wanted him to know he wasn't alone. I also wanted a partner. I wanted us to be superheroes together. I wanted us to walk in the Spirit together. It's basically this. But he didn't know me, and he didn't know we could work together. I knew he had powers. I knew his secret, but he didn't know mine. We only knew each other by the flesh, but not by the Spirit. So what is this about? He's wearing a suit for a certain work. I was wearing a suit for a different work. His suit had to do with work on the earth, serving a certain master, which would be mammon. His master is his paycheck. My master was someone who was providing me with something that was supernatural, something that was beyond description, something that happened because I so happened to be in a certain place at a certain time with a certain heart condition. And I was operating at a certain level of ministry, a certain level of spiritual acumen. But this young guy, I wished, would have gotten the prophetic alert that he had power inside of him that he wasn't using. And I needed him. The body of Christ needs you if you're not walking the fullness of your anointing. Anointing has a cost. You leave and cleave. You leave and cleave. What does the Lord ask you to leave behind? 2023 is a season for a lot of people to walk away from a career, walk away from a job and do what the Lord is putting your spirit to do. And I pray you get the clarity of God about it, that you don't step out and do something crazy, but that you have the wisdom of the Lord, that you repent and then receive the pure unadulterated word that you take your time and you're patient and you seek him. Why am I so dissatisfied? Why am I not satisfied doing this work? Well, it's probably because you're not in the right place. You got to trust God to begin to speak to you. And I began to ask in my own story, ask for confirmations about it. And the confirmations were coming everywhere. My wife was having dreams. We were having people come up to us and seeing stuff on TV, hearing radio ads, and all kinds of stuff began to just comprehensively speak that we were being called to take a leap. And you're being called to take a leap. Maybe not at the level that I did or someone else, but there's a leap away from something that is standing in the way of you being made perfect, complete, whole and fulfilling God's call in your life. To re- reach a level of anointing and operation in the function of God's gifts and spiritual gifts he's given you so that his body will be edified. Every joint supplies. Everyone has a role. And I'm sitting in this dream wishing this person would get the, the idea and the alert that that there's something inside of them that we need. We need his partnership. But he was more concerned serving that God of man serving that, serving that paycheck. And it was sucking the spiritual life out of him. Is that you? I want to prophesy to you. Do not fear, only believe. Be still and know that he is God. Moses saw a burning bush. The Lord revealed himself because he knew Moses' heart. Moses was not satisfied. He had left all that he knew, but he still was not living and walking out that which was inside of him that he couldn't even put his finger on. He knew there was more for him. And when he saw the Lord, he went closer to see more. What what is this bush? What is this voice? I pray that you have the same experience. You hear the voice of the Lord and you just lean in more to hear more, to get more, get into a communication with Him and even begin to give Him your doubts and your excuses so that He can begin to give you your rod, that which you can rely on in the natural to, perf- to fulfill and perform that which He has for you in the Spirit. I prophesy the anointing of Moses on you to leave your family and the, the, the kindred that you knew so that you can go and minister to people who need to hear the voice of the Lord. And then you will return to the mountain to worship the Lord. It's always about worship. Let us pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that whatever you're asking us to leave behind, that we'll do it without fear. We'll do it with uh, joy. You said for the joy that was set before you. You endured the cross, despising the shame. Some people will make fun of us. Some people will question what we're doing. Some people won't understand. And we're just going to have to know that that's just okay. We're going to have to despise the shame that we might even experience in certain conversations where people don't understand even what you're calling us to do. They don't understand what you've spoken. They don't understand. We're going to ask what Moses asked. What if they don't believe me? What if they don't receive me? Who do I tell them that you are? Bring us into those conversations, God. I pray we take great notes. I pray you confirm through songs, through sermons, through ministry, through radio ads, commercials, things we see on TV, books, things we might see on a billboard. Make your voice just so clear so that we can be made perfect. What do we lack, Lord? Show us. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray and prophesy for these pure people. Amen. You are going to take a leap. I released a word earlier this year that was called God is leading you to a leap. Uh, you can go to our website and find that. You can go to our YouTube channel and find that. You can go to our podcast channel and find that. God is leading you to a leap. You might want to listen to that. You can listen to our previous prophecies about 2023 as well on our website, faithfireworldwide.com. We are in a $20,000 fundraising campaign as we are preparing to go overseas for ministry. We're going to Uganda and Kenya. Nairobi, Kenya, Kalifi, Kenya, and Uganda to minister to pastors, seminaries, students, and some members of dozens of churches that have been planted in those nations by Newman Ministries International. We're gonna preach, teach, and prophesy, uh, do prophetic function and ministry, personal prophetic ministry there. Also, we've been invited by Steve Fado and his team in Knoxville, Tennessee to go on uh, as many crusades as we'd like. He's invited us to go monthly. I'm not sure we'll be going that frequently, but he operates in more than 80 countries around the world over the course of more than 30 years of ministry. And he's invited us to come and participate in these prophetic evangelistic uh, crusades that he is a part of where tens of thousands come and they receive salvation, healing and deliverance. And I'll be there laying hands and prophesying. I'll be there casting out demons in the name of the Lord. I'll be there to preach in in churches as well. And we're going to minister to pastors there. And we're asking you, if the Lord has put it on your heart, prayerfully consider it, to give to this goal of $20,000 so our ministry will have the financial backing and footing to go and do the work of God. We praise God for you. You can sign up for our prayer alerts, our prophetic prayer alerts at faithfireworldwide.com as well. We do hope that we hear from you and that you uh, continue to rely on what the Lord is doing in our ministry. Pray for us. Pray for the purity. Pray for the, the, uh, the heart of God, the passion of God, the purpose of God. We pray for all of that in our ministry. We praise God for you. And t- until next time, I pray that you will walk in his peace and only know the good of God in the land. I love you. God bless you.